Hey guys, this is Audrey, your host, and thank you for coming back to listen to episode two of Till I Say It Out Loud. This episode is going to dig into the first half of the final season of The Crown. So if you're planning to watch The Crown, you haven't watched The Crown, but you might one day, or you just haven't gotten around to that first half of the sixth season drop, you may want to avoid this one unless you're cool with spoilers because my best friend Rocky comes on and she is extremely thorough about her reaction. Um, I've known Rocky since we were kids. We went to middle school and high school together. We've been friends since we were tweens. Um, Love her to death. She's one of the most brilliant people I've ever met. Um, and if you listen to the last episode, she was actually the architect of the mega metric Taylor Swift um, spreadsheet document that we use to crunch the numbers to narrow down our top favorite Taylor Swift songs. So that's who you guys are going to get to listen to today. She's going to come on. I have not yet watched this season. I don't know if I will. I'll go into it a little bit right now. How my experience with the crown. Growing up, I really loved Princess Diana. My mom really loved Princess Diana. And so she, you know, was always kind of paying attention to Princess Diana. And when I was in, I think, third grade or something, I definitely was in elementary school because I can still see the little book that I, I did this book report on. It's a very little thin thing that I went and I got from the library. But I was encouraged to do, um, we were supposed to pick like a, a memoir or something. Or we were supposed to do a, a book report over a famous person like a, who had done good, great things. And so I picked this book over Princess Diana that was at whatever elementary reading level, level I was at. But I I just remember vividly like loving her and uh, my mom loving her when I was a kid. And I vividly remember um, the morning she passed away, um, which was the middle of the night for us. I live in Texas. And my mom kind of coming and sitting on the edge of my bed. And I could tell that she had been crying. And she, she told me, like someone passed away who everyone loves and I was like who and she told me it was Princess Diana and I remember being very sad and like crying and um it was just really impactful I've always loved her and I think as a child and um kind of like um watching the world grieve for this woman is very like it's like a core memory for me and I'm sure many others and so like we stand. <laughs> she is my queen. I love her so much. So I I wasn't really interested in the crown. If you're a huge fan of the crown, I'm like, please don't take it as though I, I hate the show. I don't. I actually um, came in the back door of the show by not starting the show until Diana um, appeared because I was just like, whatever. I'm pro Diana. I don't care about watching the rest. <laughs> And so I, I started watching around season, I guess it was season four that her character enters. And so I watched all of season four. I watched all of season five. Um, and I was like, this is really good. <laughs> As of course I had been told by many other people 
And so I got over myself and looped back around and started from the beginning. And of course, Claire Foy is just incredible. I loved watching her seasons. Um, I loved the whole thing. Like I watched, I, I looped back around one, two, three. And so I'm at the point now where I was like, okay, um, the final season is going to drop. And like, for some reason, I thought I would be excited about it. But like, of course, I can't be excited about it because we all know what's coming. You know, it's just the most like intensely sad thing. Why am I excited for a TV show that's going to make me dig back into that? <laughs> and so I, um, it dropped and like I got messages from people like, oh my God, have you watched it? Like, you know, big like tear emojis and things and just like, like, cause of course, like I'm excited to watch anything with Diana, but like also with that comes that, that sadness. And so I've just had to be telling people like, no, I actually didn't watch like, Cause I'm, I'm just, I don't know if I can, like even after me and Rocky filmed this episode, I'm like, wow, maybe I like still can't. <laughs> and so Rocky, she watched it and she, she was like, Hey, I'll just come over and I'll tell you about it because she has some big opinions about it. And I always trust her because we usually align on a lot of things. And so I was like, oh my gosh, okay. That might be the easiest way for me to consume this because I don't know if I'm ever gonna be ready to like actually watch it. So that's what this episode is 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 about. It's, it's about me being too chicken to watch it essentially. And Rocky being brilliant and um, articulate about what she thinks about what she saw when she watched it. We fixed the mic issues for the most part. There are a few at the beginning, um, but for the most part it's fixed. And at this moment I am speaking to you on a mic stand. And so hopefully you'll never have to hear um, the core jing jingle ever again, <laughs> like we did in the first episode. I think that kind of covers everything as an introduction. Um, enjoy the discussion. I would love to hear your thoughts if anybody would want to share any of their thoughts on the first few episodes of the sixth season of The Crown. Drop them in the comment section, on the Instagram. Rocky is down to do a follow-up episode for when the final episodes of season six drop in a few weeks. So if you're if you end up liking this one and you want to come back to see our thoughts on the very end, please come back because we will we will be here. Let's get into it. I heard Rocky giggling under her breath like an evil villain about what she's looking at on her notes for what she wants to talk about because she knows that I'm going to react in a certain type of way. Yes, I have a lot of things to say and <laughs> I've been holding um, holding it all in until I could get to like really talk to them and talk about it in front of someone who I know would, re would react <laughs> the proper way. So This is therapeutic for Rocky. So yeah. she's going to process through her thoughts about part one of season six of The Crown. I have not yet watched it because I am a huge Princess Diana fan and I am too sad. <laughs> I don't think I can handle it. Rocky was strong and could, could watch and I was not able to. 
And then when she kind of gave me her impression of this first uh, few few episodes in the season, she, I was like, oh, maybe I don't want to watch it. So I know absolutely hardly anything about what she's going to say. So I will be reacting. She will be the one processing out loud today. Yes. Do you uh, want to set the stage with how, where, how do you feel outside of the show about the monarchy? Oh, well, okay. So I never had interest in watching this show because I hate the monarchy. Um, I was always very much an adamant, like, Princess Diana fan. Mm-hmm. Um, and even when her death occurred, and I, like, I was living in Mexico at the time, so it was really hard for me to kind of grasp because the media was still there, but, like, I wasn't as exposed to it as I would have been in the U.S. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, my mom was just devastated. And, like, she really kind of explained to me who Diana was. And throughout all of this, I, in my own perception of the royal family, um, just from being an outsider, never really understood it. Felt like, especially after studying all the history of Cromwell and how he adamantly fought to, like, overthrow the monarchy and, like, for the citizens of, of you know, England to be able to have their own, like, say and their own, like, liberties uh, without just going with whatever monarchy, like, stated. All that to, you know, do all this work to just then still maintain it just for right. it to be kind of, like, just yeah um like a talking head um so for for me i i've never really had any feelings that i cared about specifically about the monarchy um see watching the show i finally could kind of have some sense about its history and really understanding the toll and of the institution and how it essentially kind of ends up breaking down people and corrupting them to believe that they have to keep this keep this institution going for the greater greater good greater purpose quote unquote yeah Yeah. the greater good even though you see throughout history how it's just Mm -hmm. broken people and broken their lives and case of case in point princess diana Mm -hmm. um And I think, you know, going into season six, like before, when I knew that um, the version of Princess Diana that we knew uh, mostly Mm -hmm. uh, would be in season five, I started season five very hesitantly. Like I was very nervous watching season five because I kept on thinking that they were going to address her death. Mm -hmm towards the end of season five mm-hmm. and so i watched kind of like on bated breath like is this gonna be it am i gonna have to endure this yeah i kept thinking it might be the finale and yeah like, i just was like guys can you guys tell me please yeah and i like i know that melissa and i kept on checking because we were like ahead of you <laughs> and so we kept on checking to see if if it happened Mm-hmm. So there was a sense of relief when it didn't happen. Mm-hmm. And then there was also a sense of relief because the creators of the show specifically talked about how they wanted to handle Diana's death very respectfully. They did not want to show the crass, 
crash. Like, that was very adamant. Like, they weren't going to show the crash. Good. And because... And so, really, you would get reactions. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> so, all that to say, like, after enduring season five and then discovering, oh, they're not going to show the crash, I was very much kind of almost had a sense of relief mm-hmm. going into season six. Okay, well, okay. I, I do know at yes. least that her uh, her opinion is not good, so I'm very nervous about All that to fucking say, like, <laughs> I go into, like, I know that they're going to eventually talk about her death, but I'm like, okay, they're not going to show the crash, it's going to be okay, like, it's going to happen, but it's probably going to be towards the end. Oh, by the way, this is my friend Rocky. <laughs> so. She's brilliant, as you guys can see. <laughs> I go into it a minute in. A, mi- a minute into the first episode, you hear like you you see Diana the the car that Diana's in, the night of her death, driving at this incredible speed down into this tunnel, and then you hear a crash, oh. and and you see these. A bunch of people in, on motorcycles following, mm. chasing. Mm. And you just hear this, the blare of this horn. No. Like, just, and that's that's how the season starts. Mm-hmm. Like, and it's not even a minute in that it happens. And so, for mm-hmm. me, like, that started on the wrong foot for me. Yeah. Like, You're like, wow, immediately traumatized. Great. Now, I will say that some people have said that they appreciated that because they thought, okay, we get the crash. Okay, we've already experienced it. Now we can watch the rest. But honestly, I just didn't think that that was needed. I didn't think, especially when they said, we're not going to show the crash. But technically, that was, they were like, we're not going to show it, but we're going to make you hear it. You're still going to experience it. Yeah, you're (laughs) going to experience it. You're going to hear it. So, like, to me, I I felt like that was really kind of fucked up because I... I definitely could see that. Yeah, like, I just didn't think that you needed to hear it, see it, any of that. You can allude to it. We know what you're talking about. Yeah, and... Oh, my God. um, Yeah, I know. It's very frustrating also (sighs) because, like, I don't know... I don't know if, and, and this, I've been doing a lot of fact checking, so I don't know if this is accurate. But She has notes, y'all. It starts with <laughs> uh, this guy, and he's, he's walking his dog out on the streets, like, trying to get his dog to go to the bathroom. And that's when he sees this car passing by, going into the tunnel. And then the car crashes, and you see the motorcycles, and then he picks up his phone and he calls the police saying that there's been a crash. I don't know if there was someone actually there, like, walking a dog that, like, saw the crash, that, that made the call. I have no idea if that actually happened. But I couldn't find anything specifically about that. So I don't know if that's why they showed it. But, again, it was kind of like they show that and then they go back eight weeks before the crash oh my god it's like a countdown yeah so it it it, you you instantly feel 
like just completely discharred and then feel this like pressure that's mm-hmm. building up because you know it's, it's going to be again. a down. Yeah. yeah, it's coming again. As you're just like, okay, I'm going to have to relive, relive this again. I don't want that. And whatever the whatever episode. Did you ever watch the Princess Diana documentary from the beginning of this year? It was on HBO. Yeah, I watched that one. Yeah. Okay. It was so good. Oh, and I was, yeah. It's, it's gutting. They're like, the end, you're just gutted because you realize as it's put together only through pieces of media and yeah. what the, it's literally nothing but media coverage of her entire life. Yeah. And then her death, and it's like, you're just, like, crying. You're just weeping. Yeah. And, like, it's so sad. It's so it's so mm-hmm. hard. Yeah. yeah. And I think that that's the other thing with it is that telling it from the perspective of, like, seeing clips from the media or seeing clips of, of her and what she did, um, it allows the viewer to kind of be able to form their own like like just feelings of her like perspective about all of it right because there's a neutrality yes in um like not that the media was neutral but like there's a neutrality in here are just the headlines and yes. like the news coverage and i think one of the things that the crown has kind of tried to show is that they have tried to be neutral in a way in previous seasons, they or that's that's what they've tried to kind of convey, right? Because you've seen kind of some of the scandals, you've seen how they've how they've handled some of these issues, and so I think for a lot of viewers, they think, oh, they're being accurate here, right? Because um, they're pissing off the crown, yes, and so which isn't hard to do. Going on to this season and so you're you're thinking that they're going to handle this uh the end of princess diana's story and her death like that they're gonna handle it the same way that they kind of handled everything else and i just did not feel that way um why because it seemed very clear that there was a narrative that was directed specifically on uh the uh the pa- the paparazzi and their um their their uh, influence their the the pressure that they put on princess diana and um that so it was kind of like because it was because of the paparazzi and it was because of Dodi and Muhammad Al-Fayed, it was... So they were trying to say, it's yeah. not... The crown has no the, yeah, blame. They, they had no blame. Despite taking her security away? They don't even talk about that. They don't even talk about that. And, and But that's what they did to Meghan Markle. That's yeah. why it was so dangerous they for don't her. Even talk, they don't even talk about that. But that's that. why Harry was like, they're doing this to yep. her, and they did it to my mom, and that's why I'm getting out. And that's why they don't even talk about that. And they... And the creator did not read Harry's book? He did not read Harry's book. This is trash. (laughs) Okay. So just to kind of go over some little things about episode one. Oh, my God. So it starts with a crash, and then they flash back to eight weeks prior Mm -hmm. with Diana in the car with her boys. 
And so it's just, it's just, yeah, it's just awful. And so she's going on vacation with her boys, with the uh, Fayeds, and they're on going the yacht. Yeah, the yacht. Is that, that the diving board picture yeah. that's so famous? Yeah. And so the first episode really focuses on that like budging really really budding relationship mm-hmm. between Diana and Dodie. Um, and it also f- like talks about um, uh, Prince Charles and his uh, him trying to like just rework Camilla's image and yeah. trying to like repair it and you know, so it had a better. So he's trying to. He, he had an op. He had a whole operation called Operation PB to repair her image. Peanut butter. Yeah. So I don't know what that was, but I hate him so much. Also, that show did him so many favors by casting that man. Seriously, because there was no way Charles was ever really like that man. <laughs> Seriously. Um. Ugh. So we are anti-Charles in this house, yeah. by the way. Oh, yeah. Okay. So. Here's the here's the thing. It it starts off with that, you know, the first episode really kind of focuses on why like the connection that Dodie and um and Diana have. Episode two starts off telling showing the perspective of two different photographers. One photographer being a pop someone who is a paparazzi mm-hmm. and the kind of work he does and why he does it mm-hmm. and how like you it's very clear seeing what he does is very vile and you just get this really bad taste in your mouth and then they show uh, they they do an interview with a another photographer mm-hmm. who does photographs for the royal family and okay. what his purpose is and so it, again there it's it's i would say it's subtle but it's really not subtle what they're trying to do here they're really trying to make it clear that paparazzi are bad the people who take proper photos of the royal family are good and it makes it even more clear. Because even though a portrait artist took naked photos of Margaret early yeah. in her life. Yep. Okay. So. <laughs> Mixed signals, but okay. But like the photographer that they had for the royal family, he was obsessed with the crown, obsessed with Elizabeth. And they actually, like Prince, like Prince Charles hires this photographer to take photos of him and his boys in Scotland um, to show, to convey, like, this family. Like, he's actually taking care of the boys in the right way while Diana is off, like, making out with this dude on a yacht. Because the... So episode two focuses on the kiss heard around the world, which was when a paparazzi took a photo of them making out on the yacht. Here's the thing where they stray from the truth and they do it in such a way where you really have to wonder okay did that actually happen so there are a couple things that they did to vilify the Al-Fayed family um they focused a lot on Dodie's previous uh, fiance Mm -hmm. that he had um they also focus on um 
Dodie's relationship with his father. Mm-hmm. And basically, they said they implied that Muhammad um, proposed, uh, like, offered or told Dodie, okay, if you are able to uh, to marry or, or to, to propose to Diana and, and get engaged, then I will essentially give you half of my company. And so... So it was like... It's as if he was using Diana. Yeah, it's all, as if Dodie was really adamant about pushing this relationship mm. so that he could make his father happy. They did do shades of that, I guess, I guess at the end of season five. So what's yeah. the truth? Well, there is no evidence that Muhammad ever made that proposition. Mm-hmm. There's been nothing that said that he pushed for that or anything. So they just took liberty yeah, and they made li- it look as bad as possible. Yeah. That's and, messed up. And the thing, the other thing that was, and and I think that that's what's so frustrating is they they have all these other things that are so, so nuanced and so accurate mm-hmm. in like how people were dressed, everything. So it, mm-hmm. it, 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 as a viewer, you just kind of accept that that's true. Yeah, I and, mean, I remember looking up every season. I would look up like, how true is this? Because yeah. it's it's historical, and I'm like, this is insane if this is true. And then I'd look it up, and they'd be like, yeah, this is exactly right. And I'd be like, dang, like. Yeah. So when you have a foundation of that, you wouldn't necessarily, maybe as a casual viewer, be like, let me look it up and like yeah. double check because you're used to trusting them. Yep, exactly, and so. They very much make it like, um, like that essentially the, that Dodi and Muhammad are just trying to like worm their way into the royal family to get, to get, because. But she's not even royal anymore. But, and they, they kind of played that a little in in season five, but it's like, they made it very clear in, in this, in specifically in uh, episode two of season six, that that's what they were trying to do. And the the thing that was so uh, frustrating about that is one of the main things that they they lied about was that um, in, in in the episode, they make it seem like Muhammad gave the paparazzi uh, Dodie and Diana's location, no. so they could they could capture those photos the, of the kiss. So like then, on the yacht, yeah, because apparently Muhammad wanted actual proof that they had been like having a, an affair oh or having a, a a relationship. But the thing is, that's not true. Yeah, no. Well, because also there's an easier way to get proof, yeah. like just have Diana meet your dad as your girlfriend yeah <laughs> like why would you have to set a weird thing up where like there are paparazzi photos necessary yeah and like even the 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 actual photographer who took that picture said that wasn't true he right said. and so but like, i was there because i'm good at my job but the way that they show it is that everything was Everything was calm, and then Muhammad gave their location, and then it was pure chaos. Where and that's when the prop, the paparazzi were following uh, Diana incessantly. 
that they were pursuing her and that's when it got dangerous and it was because of Muhammad's action that led to that instead of it's pretty incendiary yes that's like that's like oh that's really messed exactly. up exactly and that's the thing that's so frustrating is because she had to ordeal deal with that like all of all of her life being in the royal family yeah but only now they're making it as like as like an issue because of this relationship because of this man this, yeah yeah well, that's so insane because the documentary I mentioned earlier couldn't have been made if it yep. only began exactly. that, that moment. But exactly. People were obsessed with her no matter what she was doing. Yeah. And so... Oh my God. Yeah. So, so all that to say... It's really gross. They really focus on that mm-hmm. in, in, in episode two to paint this narrative of like Muhammad started the avalanche that led to her death. And that... The royal family had nothing to do with it. There was even there's even they just took her security away so that yeah. she was vulnerable to. The there's danger. even one last scene between Charles and Diana, where he, she's handing off the boys to him, and they have a, a talk, and he's like, "I'm really proud of you, and and all that you're doing," and he's just like, "Can we just be friends?" That happens in the yes. That's their last interaction in the series. Oh, my God. Okay, I saw an article that was, like, the gut punch last conversation, like, between these two characters. And I was like, what? And I didn't click on it because I hadn't watched it. But I was like, did they make something really dumb up? Yeah, they made a couple of dumb things up. So, So the last true, uh, like, interaction they have in the series is them talking about... Um, like he's asking her what she's doing for the holidays and he says that she's, he's really proud of what she's doing with the, um, those, those, the landmine charity that she's Mm -hmm. dealing with in Bosnia. And he's like, I'm really proud of you. And he's just like, it can, you know, maybe I know we weren't good at, you know, as husband and wife, but can we get, be good partners for the kids? And she's oh, yeah, like, I'm really sure he's so, so concerned. Yeah, <laughs> and she's like, well, I guess I can't, you know, I can love you as, like, a friend or whatever. Like, like that's kind of pretty much the gist of their conversation. You've literally always treated me with disdain, but sure, we'll be friends yeah. now. And so it just kind of, I don't know, I, I, it left a bad taste because you know it's the last conversation that they're showing. And like, okay, yeah, everything's well between them. I'm like, sorry, but this isn't season five of The Good Wife. Like, yeah. you can't just like have a beautifully like it's. This is something that really happened, and like, yeah, Charles' character does not show that that is something believable. Yeah, <laughs> that that would happen. All that said, all that to say, that leads into episode three, which <laughs> deals with the last day. Her, Diana's last day. Alive. I couldn't. I couldn't do this. I'm so and glad you're telling me because I would, I could not do this. Here and here's the thing. It's like you already see the onslaught that she's experiencing from the paparazzi after the kiss, and, and they make it believe like, oh, paparazzi can make fo- money off of photos of her, so then they're just gonna chase her like, like relentlessly. And it's all Muhammad's fault. Ding, ding, ding. Yeah. All of a sudden. This is all, this of, a is sudden. all of a sudden. So all that say, uh, and, and, and it, there's a point, and I don't remember if it's the end of episode two or somewhere in the beginning of episode three, where like they're, they almost kind of essentially blame Diana as well. <gasps> 
because they make it seem like she's leaving, living a very reckless life. That she's being reckless. She's oh having God. this whirlwind romance. And she's being careless with how she's being perceived by the media. And, like, the, the, the Queen of England is like, yeah, that girl is going to get into trouble. Like, that kind oh, of thing. Oh, you think? Yeah. You think when you pulled her security details so that, like, all the dangers that her being royal put her in, you're just, like, lambasting at her? Yeah. You absolute... Oh, I can't. There's even oh. a point, it's at the beginning of the of episode three where Diana is talking to, I think it's her friend on the phone, and um, basically her friend is like, you're living so much for the, for the drama, and you need to really think about what's important in your kids, and yeah. But she was such a good mother. Yes. They're just like slandering this woman. And so even that, even at the beginning of episode three, like Diana's like on the yacht and she's like, this is too much. Like it, it's just too, too much for me. And maybe I should just come home. I need to come home and like rethink my, I need to come home and rethink my life because is I'm not doing any uh, evidence that she had a conversation like that, that she was even considering that. No, no. That's if insane. She she was supposed to come back anyways for the boat for the boys, and that's not that's the other thing is that she was supposed to come back for the boys, but they stopped in Paris. Mm -hmm. And here's the other thing that they took liberty on that I haven't been able to find is in any way that's been a factual. Essentially, they're saying that Dodie proposed to her the night that she died. Oh my god, if that were true, that would have been everywhere. Exactly. But like, like they make it very much okay, so here's the thing. Like they say that the whole reason why they detoured in uh, to Paris instead of going straight home was because Dodie wanted to go and buy the the ring that they saw in um in Saint Tropez. Uh, and this ring was the ring that he wanted to get as an engagement ring for her. And that essentially he was so adamant of trying to like seal the deal to propose and get her to say yes for his father that he completely made this whole detour for that. And that essentially he, you know, set it up where he had a whole room and flowers and everything and he was going to propose for pr propose to her. Yes. Okay. No, I'm gonna. I'm googling it. I looked it up too because I was like, "Did that actually happen?" And so here's the thing: there's no proof that that actually happened. Yeah, it says here there is no hard evidence that this proposal ever took place. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Its depiction likely stems from a tabloid rumor at the time that Fayed intended to pop the question. Although a 2007 inquest into the crash confirms that Fayed did purchase a ring with the inscription. Which means tell me yes in French. Yeah. So he may have been intending to it, but it doesn't seem that like he had gotten to do so. Yeah. And here's the thing about episode three, which is very, it's very hard to, it's very hard to watch. Is because it's, it's consistently, you, you start to, to feel this pressure of, and it's almost gets to a point where it's so intense 
that you're watching what Diana is having to endure with the paparazzi and everything. And she's just trying to get home and she keeps on getting like sidetracked and like not being able to talk to her boys and everything mm -hmm. that if like you feel it as mm -hmm. a viewer, mm -hmm. like, because you obviously know what's going to happen. Oh, God, it's the worst. And so it's so hard to just even endure that mm -hmm. because you just, you feel that, like, you're starting to feel it as well. And uh, it seems very apparent that Diana just wants to go home. And, at, you know, at the, towards, like, at one point, Dodie does propose to her. Mm -hmm. And she says no. Okay. <laughs> and, so not only are they like this happened, and yeah. then she probably rejected him. Yeah, and <laughs> like, then what? and basically the way that it ends is like she says no, and she's like, "This is too much. I need to go back and rethink my life, and I am living to like this is too much for me right now. And maybe we should just maybe we're better off just being friends. Pretty much how it like." They pretty much kind of leave it between the two of them that they both have decided not to be together, that he was only trying to be with her to impress his father, and she was with him for the drama of it. And so they both have decided that they're not going to be together, and she's going to go back, and she's going to do all the good things that she wants to She wants to do. Like, she hasn't done as it, Yeah, as she hasn't already done incredible things. Well, that's what's so gross about this whole thing to me is that it's very much setting up a narrative of like, oh, yeah, this happened. But like also like it yes. didn't have to if she hadn't gotten mixed up with this family exactly. or hadn't been so blasé about the way she leads her life. Which like also she was 19 when she married Charles, yep. who's what, at least 10 years older than she was. If not more. Yeah, yeah. So like she has never gotten to date. She's never had romance. Like I I have read Diana's biography and specifically the parts where she's written yeah. like her own journals. Yeah. Like listening to that, like I don't find it to be that odd that she would try to seek romance. Yeah. Like, and I don't think that's outrageous. And I don't think it's reckless. The only reason that it's reckless is because she's not allowed to have a regular life without the security detail that the queen very well knows she would need to survive. Yeah. And she pulled it on purpose because she knew it would put Diana... She'd be like, oh, you're not going to be part of this family anymore. You're not going to be part of the firm. Yeah. You're not going to be part of this illusion. Yeah. Cool then you don't get this despite the fact that paparazzi aren't going to leave you alone. Despite the fact you're getting a divorce and your name is changing, but you're, you're, fam you're famous, like, you're, like the danger surrounding you isn't going to change. Yeah. She knew that full and well. It's why she did it to Meghan Markle. It's why they pulled the same shit it's so fucked with up. her son. It's so fucked up. I am disgusted. That narrative is absolutely disgusting. Yep, and they essentially, like, the, like at the end, like, Dodie's like, do you want to stay here at the Ritz or do you want to go back to my apartment? And she's like, let's go back to your apartment. And... <laughs> God, Diana, why did you choose to go to your death that night? Yeah. Is what it seems to be. Seriously. So, here's the thing. End of episode three... You see her get into the car, and of course, 
the pops are just completely surrounding her and she's like she's like leaning down like she's bent down mm-hmm. in the back seat mm-hmm. and she's have having trouble breathing no and it's so hard to watch because you've already felt this like huge amount of pressure on yourself watching this this entire episode and you see like Dodie and her just look at each other and then they drive off and then you hear the fucking car crash again no not again <laughs> and to me it's like okay we already heard it you could have just ended it with just end. that last scene yeah like we get it now you gotta show the you know we gotta hear it again like it's just to me it was just like they did not need to do that like they already did it once mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. that should have been it they didn't need to do it again oh my god um so yeah so then episode f- four is, is that all, the last one of yeah this that's half? The last, yeah okay. is all about the royal family grieving <laughs> <laughs> yes did the boys not uh a little bit of the boys. They're the so. only ones that matter to me. I know. And that's the thing that is very frustrating is that I felt like they focused more on Charles's, like, dealing, like, grieving <sighs> over and, and over the yeah, boys. Yeah, I'm sure he's real sad. Yeah. And so, and I had to look that up too because... We know um, Harry's point of view. Yes. And, and that's the thing is when, um, like... You would think that from Dominic West's performance of of Charles uh, dealing with Diana's death, that he was just so so distraught, so in love with Diana, uh, that it was such such an ordeal for him. Um, from the moment he finds out, he's basically sobbing throughout the entire episode. There's um, no way that's yes. true. Um, I had to look that up. Uh huh. Um, apparently there is proof that he did like let out one sob when he found out that she died, but that was it. I mean, Harry says he didn't even cry. Exactly. The boys weren't allowed to cry. Exactly. And they were like told by the uppers in the firm, like everyone was like, just like chin up, get Uh through this, like be honorable. And that's what is so frustrating that the creators did not read Harry's book. Because it, that's after, disgusting after, to me. With all the books that they've read, all the information that they've had to consume to make this show accurate, but yet they choose to avoid, like, ignore. So, like, a, like a, a high, like, like, member of the royal family. They choose that's to ignore her it. child! Yeah. Like, it's insane! He, and, like, the fact that, like, he even says, I never saw my father, like, like show any emotion about my mother's death. I never, he never comforted me. Mm-hmm. I think he, it, at one point he's like, all he says is, it'll be okay. Yeah, yeah. But that's it. He's very British about it. Yes. In the most British way you can be British about someone's tragic death. Yep. Nope. Dominic West is like sobbing through most of it. Like bullshit. And um, that was the other thing was I know that the one thing that is true was that Charles went against his mother's wishes and got the royal plane to go and get her body, uh, Diana's body, because Lizzie would not allow that. Lizzie Lizzie refused. And so 
Prince Charles actually did that. He actually stood up against his mom and went and like took well, the plane. Well, because what's it going to hurt, girl? Yeah. You're the reason she's dead. Yeah. Let her have the freaking airplane. Seriously. But like he took Diana's sisters to to France, uh, to Paris, to, to get her body. That part of Harry's book was very vivid to yeah. me. Because I remember him saying his aunts clipped a little bit of her hair yeah. to give to him. Oh. And I remember being like, oh my God. Okay. Like, yeah. Devastated. Imagine leaving that out of the crown, the show. They did, yeah. They like, that out. is such a moment. They left that out. And the the thing is, like, Diana's uh, sisters were kind of just in the background. They, you don't even know that it's the two of them if you didn't know, that, like, yeah, yeah, if you didn't have that information. No, nothing. You see um, Charles go to France and you see him go into this this room in the hospital where her body is and but they don't show her dad do they no they show uh charles's face reacting to her body and so you 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 see his face and you see everyone else outside of the room like all the doctors and diana's sisters outside of the room but they're not in hearing there. Charles just sobbing uncontrollably. Just like... What are we supposed to think this is a love story between her and him when exactly. he's been cheating on her for the entire show? Exactly. And I look that up. There's no... Like, he sobbed once when he was... For, but there's nothing that says that he actually sobbed, like, uncontrollably. Ever when again. Yeah. He saw, uh, like, the nurses and the doctors there yeah. said that he obviously looked shaken, but he right. wasn't... It wasn't like, he wasn't like Heathcliff, like sobbing. Yeah. Like, like, Catherine, put me in there with you. Seriously. Like, relax, Dominic. And I think that that was really hard to watch, is like seeing this man who didn't care for Diana, made her life a living hell, and then having to watch him grieve for her uh, yeah. while her sisters were outside. Was Not like I they think, didn't com- even matter. Complete bullshit. Like that yeah. enraged me because it's just like, no, this shouldn't be about him. Mm-mm. This should be about her fan, the people who actually loved her. Yes. This should be about the boys, and they sh- this should be about her, her, like her, the close members of her family, and like to so- to show so much emphasis on Charles. Just felt like it was trying to be very apologetic, like trying yes. to paint this picture that. He does have a heart. He he isn't as cold. And then he's as... not like directly responsible for the predicament she was in in the Seriously. first place. Seriously, but and that's the other thing that's that's very that they took it down a path that I was very surprised because they decide to have Diana come back as a ghost. <laughs> no, Diana and Elizabeth Debicki, are you okay? <laughs> She comes back as a ghost specifically uh, for uh, Queen Elizabeth and for Prince Charles. Not for her boys. That is so deranged. Yep. I'm sorry, but that's deranged. Yep. Um, so you see, um, at, like, after he gets, after Charles gets her body and he's back on the plane and he's going back to England, um, he's sitting there all alone and Diana pops up. And what did you think when you saw that? What, were you like, oh my God? Um, I thought, I was like, what? The, I, I just, I was so annoyed because 
it's like, do we really need Diana to, like, give him sympathy after all that he... Yeah, like, let him off the hook. Yeah, pretty much. Now that I'm dead because of your family. Like, and it just felt like such a, a, a cheapskate device. Like, it just felt... Like, it, it, it was like, I, I think maybe if they had Diana back as a ghost and it was and it was her visiting her, her sons, who have actually said that, like, they've heard, like, their yeah. mother yeah. And throughout different points of their lives. Yeah. Like, you would think, okay, that makes sense. But not for Charles and not for Elizabeth. Well, especially not the two of them. Yeah. Because, like... One of the most vivid scenes for me was watching Diana try to, like, treat Queen Elizabeth like, um, you know, like a family member. Yeah. Because she's like, you're my mom, you're my mother-in-law. And how cold Elizabeth was always with her. So, like, why yeah. would Diana waste her ghost time, like, going Seriously. to see that, like, cold hag, you it, know? It was, and and using that device also felt like it it took something away from the viewer uh, because it's like, here you are trying to grieve um, Diana's death because you're having to, to watch this. Forcing you to relive it. And um, you get to see the public's reaction oh. to this. And like there so many people are in an uproar and like, you know, everyone's the entire world is grieving. So it's like, you're trying to, you're getting to grieve again but yet here she is popping up and so it, it it kind of takes away from the last moment that you saw her and you're not not only is it taking that away for you get to grieve about Diana but you're now having to grieve for Charles yeah and I don't want to yes. do that <laughs> but like at one point um like at like Diana says to Charles Think like she's thanking him for crying over her dead body in the hospital, and she's like seeing you, like seeing seeing the sorrow that that you showed. It like just makes you so handsome. Ew! What? Yes. Girl, yes. Okay. And so that was the thing. And like, here's the thing. Like, the creator is like, well, she wasn't really a ghost. It was Charles, like talking Memory? to her in his head oh. and, and, but I'm like no like but then yeah. why did she appear to the queen yes so I don't know I I still am just so annoyed because that was the other thing is when when she she goes to the queen she's the queen is like I hope you're happy you finally succeeded in turning this this house upside down look at what <sighs> you started oh yeah I'm sure she's gl- just Yes. gleeful to have had to leave her children yeah and so it's just so frustrating how disgusting yes i just i'm like i like i don't know i did not need like after all that diana endured i do not need to see her having to just like Placate. console yeah, yeah these people that tortured her, her and entire yeah life. and hear how hard it is on them that she died when it's directly their fault that she died yep yep and like like Charles, at one point, you can see that he feels like he's to blame, and she's like, "No, no, no, you were not." Like, no, 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 you so, are. Yeah, and so again, oh it's God. so apologetic for the royal family. Like, okay, yeah, Princess Diana died, but it was, it was the the Fayed's family's fault, and it was the paparazzi's fault, and it was her fault. 
but the royal family they they were on good terms so it wasn't charles fault it wasn't queen elizabeth who directly revoked her security that would have protected her yep it's definitely not her fault and you know who doesn't matter anybody who loved diana and especially not harry's book which is very very good like source material for seriously like this the moment that would have been such a moment that they could have done just that one moment where it's like you're touching what the the sons are thinking and like and you don't really get any of that at all any of that like you like you don't really um get to see anything from harry's perspective um you see a little bit from william's perspective but like he ends up like disappearing for like 16 hours like in scotland Mm-hmm. Which I knew so, they were in Scotland when she passed away. Um, so like, but he was just like out on the moors or whatever. But that didn't actually happen. And so it's like, <laughs> I don't know. It's like <laughs> you're not actually getting like you see more of Charles getting to grieve than it the boys. sounds like we're getting a we're getting a really good impression of how the creator feels about the whole thing. Yep. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. So the news, the next installments coming in a few weeks. What do you think we're gonna see? Do you think maybe we'll get more of the son's point of view in the second? Part? Um. Well, here's the thing. I think that considering how they want to leave it on a high note, and uh, it's very clear that that's why they really painted the narrative that the royal family had nothing to do with it. You know that. <sighs> The royal family have learned from their past mistakes that it, it's very Even clear. They're repeating so, it right now with Meghan Markle. It's fine. Yeah, it's so apologetic. So you see that. And then they're going, what I think is they're going to end on the high note of William and Kate's wedding. And so it's going to be the part two is going to be about William courting Kate. It's going to deal with Harry being like... Bad the bad boy um i honestly think they're probably gonna talk like do uh the whole harry wearing the nazi yeah. uh uniform uh to to essentially paint the narrative that he is just he's the he's yeah. the f up he's the freak show seriously and specifically like it, anything he would have said in his book we're not gonna Pretty much trust, and that it's going to, it has to end on a high note. So they're going to focus on, uh, on William and Kate's wedding, and that's probably how it's going. That end. sounds so boring. Yeah, seriously. Do you think Ghost Diana is going to show up at their wedding? No, <laughs> you don't think she's going to be like the uh, a forced ghost or a Jedi ghost, like back in you the know, back. Honestly, going, that might be might make things better, but. <laughs> I don't think so. But that's the other thing is the actress who played Diana Elizabeth Dominecki or whatever, she she had she struggled. I can't even imagine. She was crying during each take. Like all the other like the actors who portrayed her her children uh, had to console her throughout <laughs> each take. Poor thing. Yeah. Oh my god. So at the end of the day, your final your final verdict on what you just processed through. Um, I was I you know when after I finished watching uh, part one, 
I was very angry and I went to bed angry and then I ended up waking up with a migraine. <laughs> and she was physically ill from this. I um, have spent some time thinking back on it and I uh, still feel the same way. Like I'm still very angry at how they portrayed all of it. Um, I don't think that they did a good job. No, <laughs> um, I agree. And I feel very valid and, and kind of feeling very disgusted about mm. all of it. You're totally vindicated, um, yeah. And it, it makes, it, um, it kind of just makes me realize like, oh yeah, like there's a reason why I never really wanted to watch the show to begin <laughs> with. <laughs> they sucked us in and then they betrayed us. Seriously. Just like so many others. I'm so grateful that you told me about it so I don't have to watch it myself. And maybe we'll come back and do a part two of this when part two comes out if you yeah. can stomach it. Oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 